what's going on, man? Welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, I am so happy this specific morning because I'm actually going to be interviewing someone for the first time on, of course, uh, Instagram Live. And you know what? This is... I don't know exactly what to do, but you know what? We're going to be talking about the law of attraction. I'm going to be bringing this uh, coach by the name of Ella Sophia onto uh, this uh, wonderful, wonderful podcast or this wonderful Facebook Live. And the law of attraction, guys, I've actually spoken about this just briefly, okay, on, uh, what was it, one of my other podcasts probably from about two days ago. And again... I do believe that after the movie came out, The Secret and whatnot, uh, let's see if I can actually add Ella. Ella has joined the party. So let me see if I can add her one more time and let's see. Bam. Headphones that are trying to reconnect and whatnot, but let's just see what's happening here. So, okay. Oh my God! Yes, I can hear Ella. What's going on, Ella? You can't even see my eyes. You see my eyes now? No, can't I can't see your eyes. You're so mysterious. What the hell is going on here? I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, Ella, I gotta fix this camera. Uh oh! Look at that face, huh? <laughs> what is going on, Ella? How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Oh my God! 6 a.m. Bags under my eyes. I got me some oh, 15-minute cardio. <laughs> I forgot because it's 5 p.m. here, and you're in Thailand, so time is not. I the same. am absolutely. I'm in Thailand right now. So for all of you who are viewing on LSI, thank you so much. You guys probably don't know me or whatnot, but you will. Uh, very briefly and whatnot. But Ella again. We've actually brought you on motivational mentors, Luke Burroughs and I, right? And so. Yeah. Again, for everyone who doesn't know you on my Facebook Live or around the world who might be viewing this, tell the world who you are. Well, oh my gosh, pressure's on. Okay, hello, my name is Ella. I am a blogger and a YouTuber now and a speaker in the Edmonton area. Um, and I am all about habits, and that's what I help to coach people with is creating habits for better personal development. Um, I use my personal hardships my rock bottom moment and everything I learned from turning my rock bottom into my breakthrough um, as tools to help people also turn their rock bottom into their breakthrough. And so that is what I'm doing right now. Awesome. And you know what? I can't be any more grateful for you coming on right now. Again, man, it's a great way to kick off a Saturday. I can tell you that much. But um, you know what? So we discussed some very interesting things. Again, with the amount of the amount of things that you have gone through in your life, the traumatic brain injury and whatnot, but you bouncing back from that. So, of course, this topic is the law of attraction. And I think it plays a pivotal role in your recovery. You know um, what I mean? Because, again, negative mental attitude, positive mental attitude. Yeah. You have the talisman every day. You can flip it, of course, right side up or right side down. So, Again, I guess run us through this. Like, I don't know when you first discovered the law of attraction. We could go from that point, and then we could go up leading to what you've been through and how and then we'll just go on a journey from there. Yeah, man, that's oh, such a good topic. Honestly, I'm so excited for this. Um, I don't think I actually discovered or maybe knew that the law of attraction was, like, a thing um, until maybe only a few years ago, like three, two years ago, like not that long ago. But I think I still understood that 
like how how should I say? You know, where your energy goes, what is that thing? Where your energy goes, your your mindset goes. <laughs> What's that oh, thing? It, what is it? Uh, where where your where your thoughts go, energy flows. Energy flows. Yeah, that's it. Where your thoughts go, energy flows. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't agree with you more when you say that, like the law of attraction or that concept that where your mind goes, your energy flows is so crucial in anybody's recovery. Um, and I really do think coming like right after my injury, I was of the mindset that was like, okay, just another injury. It's like a broken bone. Like, let's do this thing. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. I went into it with that attitude and I, I think I really fast tracked my recovery because of that attitude. I'd say. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, again, you, man, two, three years ago. So being from the environment I've been, and of course, other people who are viewing this out there, think about it. Think about the environment, the environment you were brought up in. Now, I was brought up in a negative environment. Although music was a big factor in, of course, my entire life as a family, it's what kept me out of all the mess that, of course, my parents were going through. Okay. Right? So you could only imagine, like, how was it that Arsenio, out of his entire family, developed that positive mental consciousness mm -hmm. to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to be a victim, be a victor. Well, my first, you know, when I first discovered The Secret, The Law of Attraction, right. it was a movie, and my friend had introduced it to me. And he mm -hmm. said, Arsenio, I'm going to show you something. I said, show me. And he said, I need you to have a, I need you to have an open mind. And, of course, me being 19 at the time, I was like, what's that mean? Yeah. It's just, just a full-ass style, you know what I mean? And he was like, okay, so I'm going to show you something This could change your life forever. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to give me money. But then I watched it, and I said, oh, my goodness. And directly afterwards, I remember this lady asked me, do you still speak to your father? I said, hell no, he left me six years ago. Within the next 30 minutes, I jumped on a bus, and guess who was on that bus? my father for the first time. I ducked my head down. I'm like, you know what? Is this literally happening right now? Because somehow we're on the same frequency as this and that. And I became wow. a believer right off the bat. Now, again, being 19 years old, I wasn't really sure how it worked. So, um, again, you going through the injury and whatnot, but how did you start saying, did you ever make a switch from being negative to positive? Were you in an, uh, in a, an environment where it wasn't really good per se or did you always have that supporting cast or did you have to build up you know your positive mental attitude through personal development yeah there go a few questions for you yeah i think that like 100 percent. first of all like to answer simply um that is such a good question i was thinking about this earlier as i was sort of prepping for our conversation and um although like i said i never really knew like the the term the law of attraction until not too long ago um, I still utilized it when I was in a negative space. So, um, about, I'll say like three years ago, three, four years ago, I was in a very, very dark space. Um, and yeah, like it was very dark. Like I was just struggling to live, like want to live to the next day, like every single day wow. for a very long time. And, um, I think, you know, long story short, I ended up um, finding a really good psychologist and working with her and through my own sort of dabbling with different self-care tools, I 
came across using crystals. And I don't know if you've ever like dabbled with crystals or know anything about them, but um, I, so I'm, I'm Catholic, I'm Roman Catholic, but I like to experiment with anything. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you can't go near that. That's witchcraft. Like I'm not like that very, I like to think I'm open-minded. Um, and so I got into like reading into crystals and basically the way it was explained to me is that although, and I have a bunch, I feel like I should grab one right now. Absolutely, yeah, because I'm like, what the hell is crystal? I thought you were talking about drugs. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I was like, crystal? Is it that that ice thingy or diamonds? I don't know what kind of things are out there. You know what I mean? But okay. That's so funny. But yeah, I have a bunch of different types of crystals like this. So this is an amethyst. I'm going to get more. I have a bunch right here. And this one is rose quartz. So anyways, I have a bunch of different crystals. And essentially the way it was explained to me was that although they're like, solid obviously they're like rocks they're and i don't know the science behind this but their molecular structure is moving and that's why they have this energy and certain crystals have certain energies and that's why you can you should like cleanse your crystal basically to get out any negative energy and then if you like meditate with them or i started doing yoga with my crystals i started meditating while i'm like having a bath with my crystals and you know, trying to adopt all these more positive thoughts and keep like, you know, if I got a crystal like amethyst, for example, I'm like, okay, because I have amethyst, I want this in the future. And I would repeat that constantly. I would sleep with crystals under my pillow and repeat these thoughts constantly, constantly. And I, whether or not it's baloney, these things worked for me because my mindset changed and like, just like that, phrase goes i'm a geologist oh amazing you can we can talk about crystals hit me up and we're going to talk about crystals okay yeah um, yeah yeah Bree. <laughs> awesome um but yeah just because my mindset changed my energy went along with it and after that that's i win the the direction of like you know starting the blog starting the instagram and yeah i owe it a lot to these things Wow. You know what? First and foremost, I love, you know what? Can you say the purple one again? I can't pronounce it. Amethyst? What, what is that? Amethyst? Amethyst. Amethyst. God damn, man. I sound like I had a list. I didn't know what was going on. Amethyst. Okay, I got you. Okay. I, I, I kind of understand to a certain extent. Okay. Oh, my God. You know what? Okay. So, my crystal was a little small shell that I picked up at Palm Beach, Australia. I told myself, I was going through a lot. My visa was getting ready to end out there in Australia. And I went all the way to Palm Beach, like two hours north of Sydney. The most gorgeous, serenity-filled place on the planet. I swear, it felt like I was at the end of the world. And I saw these little crabs running around. I tried catching okay. them, and they ran off and stuff. And, you know, I was just talking to them. I'm telling you, I'm crazy as hell. And so I found this shell. It was just sitting there, and it was so beautiful. And I took it. And I said, every time I touch this, I'm going to tell myself what I can be grateful for. Um, and from May of 2012, I remember seeing this in Rhonda Burns. This is when I only knew about the law of attraction in Rhonda Burns. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, of course, about the Lisa Nichols, the Les Brown, the Jack Canfield, the, all their individual works. I just knew about the movie. Okay. So anytime I touch this, I would count like probably one to three things that I'm grateful for out loud. And so it would always be in my pocket and I would take it with me every day because, again, 
I was still trying to fit into a society that I didn't feel was accepting me, although I didn't accept myself. There was a lot of different things that was going on in my head. Right. So when I went back to America, oh, I needed that big time. It was that and my Bose headphones that actually helped me through all that negativity because I would always live in this bubble, whereas I was protected. I felt like I was protected with that shell. So again, having that little object, I mean, yeah. you know, having these crystals and whatnot, that's very interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. No, that's really cool that you did that as well. And it's crazy. I don't know. It, it's crazy how powerful your mind can be. Like, and I, I think I briefly talked to you about this before. I don't know. But, um, you know, a lot of people, when they go through their or when they want to be motivated, you listen to a motivational podcast, you listen to whatever, watch movies, you want to be inspired, you read quotes, and you latch onto that, and you're like, yeah, I'm so pumped, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. The same thing happens when you're going the opposite way. So if you are not feeling very good, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to listen to this song because I'm sad, it's a sad song. It's like, boom, you're hooked. And now you're watching sad movies, and now you're thinking sad thoughts. It goes the same way. Like, your mind just latches on, and your energy goes. So we have to be mindful sometimes of what is often mindless, if that makes sense. Right. You know, I saw that, like, of course, on Facebook especially. And, you know, you would get these uh, these videos that pop up in your Facebook feed. And these videos are about, like, someone who's freezing to death in, in this cold weather. And no one's, like, walking by. And they're not giving him a jacket and this and that. Everyone would say, oh, my God, I'm so sad. This makes me so sad. I'm like, Good, goodness gracious, you guys are having a pity party right now. Okay, this is for life. This is what they do to make this money. You see what I mean? So, oh, my God. So what I really wanted to talk about is law of attraction. Is that surface or is that subconscious? Because, again, I think after the law of attraction happened, a lot of these entrepreneurs who have built, like, you know, the Mind Valley, Vision Lakiani. Uh, Tony Robbins, of course, was way before that, but there have been a lot of entrepreneurs who talk about, oh, not that uh, law of attraction mumbo-jumbo, but I'm like, dude, you guys literally operate in that, okay? Yeah. I mean, there's no way that you're going to be extremely negative and be able to be successful unless you're, you know, you've been just handed everything, everything, so, or handed everything to you. So what I'm trying to say is, again, like affirmations and stuff like that, law of attraction, okay, I'm going to be positive today, but there's always something that comes into your life and it just like probably kicks you off that little scale or whatnot. So when, when it, what is it? Um, how can you go deeper with the law of attraction? Because I think a lot of it, I don't know if it's conscious level, like affirmations, but I feel like affirmations are more subconscious level. Affirmations. Have you ever read the book by Noah St. John called Affirmations? No, not oh yet. My God. I'm you mentioned it. I'm going to go get it right now. I That's think I have one, it behind yeah? me. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. You have to get wait, this wait. book. <laughs> so it's called Affirmations, not Affirmations. And, um, so basically, long story short, the reason why Noah St. John wrote this book is because you know, for most of his uh, young adult life or his life, he thought he was supposed to make these affirmations like I am rich, I am this. And then, you know, your mind will go and your energy will flow, essentially. 
And he was basically, you know, hurting for cash, hurting, didn't know what the heck to do with his life, miserable, sad, depressed. And he's like, why aren't these affirmations working for me? And so what he realized uh, worked better was something called affirmations, where you affirm, I guess, yeah, affirm to something. Um, whew, I dropped it <laughs> by asking a question. <laughs> and so right. instead of saying, I am rich as an affirmation, you would say as an affirmation, why am I rich? And so your mind starts looking for answers, right? So even if you are making, you're at a minimum wage job and you're living month to month, if you start asking yourself, why am I wealthy? Then your brain's going to look for tiny little answers, even though they might seem insignificant. Once you have those answers, like, okay, I am wealthy because I can save $50 a month. Even though, say, that's not very much if you're living a minimum, working a minimum wage job. Now, all of a sudden, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm saving money. Okay. No, this, I'm confident. Why else am I rich? Well, I put $25 of that $50 a month into a TFSA account. And so, I, I have my interest rate, but based on that, it's, it's going to grow a little bit. Now, you have a bit more confidence. And so, anyways, there's a bunch of different ways instead of just making statements, if you reverse it to ask questions... Um, basically you actually, you find, you find what you're looking for in a, a way that makes sense to you in like your personal life rather than trying to like fit, uh, like fit somebody else's life. Like I'm rich. I have to make a million dollars. Like, no, why am I rich? Because I save $50 a month. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, what's, um, what's an affirmation or an affirmation that has helped you significantly? Let me give you an example. One out here, or probably being in an American society and whatnot, I've always, I've always been told that I'm just the color, black. Although, again, I told you that I'm latte. So coming here to Thailand, you know, in 2013, you could only imagine all the things that I had to go through here, right? right? The, the, the comments that I get, you know, that I told you about on Motivational Network Podcast, you, black man, this, that, this, that, all that craziness, right? Until I started saying to myself, you know what, is that even true? Who's the, whose opinion of that have I accepted as my hardware in my mind? And so, again, it's been a battle. And a lot, and this is probably the most significant battle I've ever been through in my life. But now I'm starting to see the bright side of it because Affirmations was mentioned to me about two weeks ago. And so I uh, told one of the, I'm telling you, and this podcaster, it's so funny. This podcaster was like, oh, Arsenio, okay, you think you're handsome, so uh, you need to ask yourself, uh, why are you blah, 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 or why are you confident? Why are you this? Over the last two days, you have no idea what's been happening. I have, it's the craziest thing ever. I'm telling you right now, Ella, like people have blown, women have blown kisses to me, and I'm like, oh, I love you. And you know, these other women are just looking at me, looking at me from head to toe, and I know they're standing me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? This has never happened before in my life, but... It doesn't give me confidence. It, it just makes me realize that the hardware was someone else's hardware. Someone had real estate in my mind. Yeah. And so I had to kick them out. There were some freeloaders in my mind. And yeah. now since I've removed them, now I'm bringing in people who are given to me, not taken to go places, like yeah. Eric Thomas has said, you know. So what's one that has helped you a lot? You know, I don't know if it's been through, you know, your childhood or, you know, your experiences of you overcoming you know, an injury or right now, what is it? Is it an affirmation, affirmation? Yeah. So 
right when I, after I had that really, or was going through that dark spell and uh, found the psychologist and everything, one thing that I started doing every single day for, I think it was about 60 days or so. I don't know what, 60 or 90 days. I don't know why I picked that, but I did. I would answer the question every single morning, why do I love my life? Why am I happy and why do I love my life? And because that was the hardest thing for me to answer before, because I felt for a very long time, I had literally zero reason to love my life. I didn't like want to be alive. And so I figured I need to start asking myself, why do I actually love my life? And every single morning or every evening, I kept in my journal one answer why I love my life. And I wrote that down every single day for, I guess it was probably 90 days or 60 days. And going through that was, was one of the biggest things for me where I realized, oh my gosh, I can keep going forever, forever and ever. All the reasons that I love my life and that they most definitely outweigh reasons why I wouldn't love my life. And so that has been a, that was a big game changer for me. So to to even go deeper into that, like if you're in a depressive state and someone who's possibly going to listen to this, we've all been there, right? And so having like some sort of gratitude journal and, you know, figuring out, okay, where are these thoughts coming from? Digging deeper, you know, when have I, when has this happened before in my life? And Mm -hmm. writing these things down, writing your thoughts down, but also saying, why do I love my life? But, um, you know, are there some ways, like, again, you being, you told, you know, you saying at the very beginning that there was, it was very difficult for you to live to that next day. So what were some of the little things that you did that could, of course, be actionable for the people who are listening? Hmm, that could be actionable. Gosh. Um, so, okay, one of the, okay, the biggest thing for me was and and maybe this is kind of similar to your story but with a different uh concept or different thing that you were trying to accept um was just accepting like i am who i am and the only thing that's going to make me better is me and i don't have to prove that i'm better to anybody else and okay so basically for a long time i so after my uh, my brain injury, I felt like yeah. I was stupid and I couldn't do anything. And every, I thought everybody noticed that everyone looks at me like I'm stupid. And, you know, sometimes I would slur my words and people think I'm dumb. And so I did everything under the sun. I volunteered. I would go for coffee with anybody. And like I worked, I did went to school and I did event planning. I did everything because I was trying to overcompensate for thinking I was stupid and everybody else thought I was stupid. And it was really that, I know that's a very general thing, but it was that uh, idea in my mind that propelled me to like this burnout. And so once I realized that I did not have to prove to anybody that I was stupid or smart, if people wanted to think I was stupid, fine. You can think I'm an idiot. I, it doesn't bother me because I know my intelligence And I know when I need to learn something, I admit the things that I don't know. And so I stopped trying to prove things to other people and just simply did the things that worked for me. And 
prove to myself if I was, you know, smart or a good friend. And if I was like, okay, you know what? I don't have time to take on this extra project at work. I would have passed Ella would have because, you know, she has to do everything to prove everything to everybody. But right now I realized I don't need to do that anymore. So it just became more of a self focus. Like what's okay for me right now in my life. Am I happy with the decision? It was, and I know it's so general, but it was that mindset shift that led to all the little, little decisions that came out from it. Mm, putting you first. Yeah. You know, me, exactly. I think a lot of people especially need that, like the overcompensation, trying to make everyone happy. And so a lot of people would say, oh, Arsenio, what about the things that you've been through with your family? Don't you want to make amends don't you want to go back and I'm like listen it's not up to me I cannot make everyone happy if I do I'm going to live a dismal life you know I mean even making a decision that I may, may possibly be moving to Vietnam next year to start up a business to do this to do this and I can own real estate and property some people are like well why are you going there this that this that I'm like listen that's all that outside noise that chatter I need to follow my intuition I believe that other people are following or oh, oh, people in general, they're following other people's intuitions. Like they're, mm-hmm. of course, here in Asia, you would know that okay. a lot of students, they have to follow what mommy says. You need to be a doctor. You need to be a chemist. You need to be that and this. And I'm like, what do you really want to do? And it's completely opposite. Completely, it's nothing that the parents want. But again, in order to be accepted, keyword, mm-hmm. in their family, they have to do as they are told. So, oh man, I mean, of course, I won't ask you, go so far to ask you, you know, what, what is it that they can do? No, no, no. But in general, we get the point here, like, in terms of what the law of attraction can bring. But for all the naysayers out there, and it's like for personal development, too. Did you go from law of attraction into personal development? Or was personal development, did that come into your life and then you discovered the law of attraction? Because I discovered, you know, law of attraction 2007. Right. I uh, started watching a lot of Bob Proctor in 2013. I didn't discover personal development until the end of 2015 when I bought Napoleon Hill's Law of Success. Um, so when did you discover that? Like, did they come together or was it this, this, or this, this? That's a good question. What came first? For me, it was the personal development that came first um, because at the time that was like, I need this to live. Like, I need to figure out personal development to live. And for me, I I made like a little formula for that. So it's like the personal growth loop and it goes uh, self-care, self-development, self-discipline. And that's like what I needed. And then as I started learning the tools that fit into each of those sections of the personal growth loop, that's when the law of attraction uh, came to me. And um, so, yeah, it was the personal development that came first and law of attraction that came after. But once it came, I was like, this shit is awesome. Like, I need to use it more. Like, I, I recognize I need to use it more. And um, I think if anybody's insecure about something about themselves or for me, like, I have so many insecurities. If you continue having a mindset of, I am insecure of this, other people notice it and they don't like it either. That's going to happen. But it's yes. flipping the mindset. It's crazy how powerful it is. Right. Damn. I can't believe it. I wonder, and you know what? I'm really grateful that personal de- personal development 
had come into my life at a perfect time. Right. I'm not going to say, oh, if I learned it this time, I would have made it. No, 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 no. Everything happened perfectly the way it should have. Right. Um, but, you know, it was just one book after another. I started, like, discovering myself. I created a podcast, and I started talking about these different things, the different chapters, right. different segments, things that resonated with me. So, you know, again, this is going to sound a little bit cheesy, or this will be a little bit of a cheesy question, but are there any real powerful books that really, really, really helped you? Like, me going through the things I had to overcome in this country, I can really, really thank uh, the likes of Dale Carnegie and Stephen Covey. I know so much more about relationships now with that. Uh, the, you know, Paulo Coelho, the alchemist, that's an easy read for English language listeners. Of course, the ones that follow me, that would like, you know, read something that's very easy. So is there anything out there that, like, like really helped you and you started saying, oh, my God, this is so brilliant? Like, yeah. Yes. Okay. So the more I'm asked that question, the more I think about a better answer. And my first answer is always, and I'll get the book because of course I have them all behind me. I love it. I love and it. I know it's back right there. <laughs> um, this, this was the best book. Everyone in the world. Okay. Yeah. You can't read it. Um, it's called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. Frankl. And it was, uh, he's a, Victor Frankl was a psychoanalyst. He lived through concentration camps during um, the war. And wow, this book, like, it, this changed everything. This is the, my number one recommend book to everybody. Now, that said, um, remember I mentioned that personal growth, growth loop with the self-care, self-development, self-discipline? Right. I think, and when I was going through each stage of those, uh, like the three stages, I had different books that were really beneficial to me. So like right now, a lot of my more self-care books, they might not be as motivating or want to get me going as much. But some of them, I don't even know. I know I went, I went to the library for a lot of them. But Oh, this one. <laughs> this one, again, backwards, but it's called You Are the Answer by Michael J. Tamora. This book, I actually bought it used at the library. Um, I never heard of it. I just saw it. I was like, you are the answer. I feel like that's exactly what I need right now because I was looking for that answer. Absolutely. I was looking for and maybe that's the law of attraction right there. I was looking. I'm like, I need to figure out why, like how to live my life. I need to figure out what is like the answer to meaning and life and my purpose and all these things that I, we all go through and ask ourselves questions about. And then I saw this book and I was like, oh. Well, there's the answer. And I read it and it was very introspective. I'd say if anybody's ever read any um, Eckhart Tolle, Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, um, Tolle, I don't know. Um, it's very similar <laughs> to that. But yeah, very introspective, very spiritual. Um, but that's exactly what I needed when I was in that self-care stage of the personal growth loop. So this one is a, a good one. And then, of course, I'm going to shout out this one. <laughs> Affirmation. So tell me about that book. Tell me about it in brief. Like, what is in there? Like, what, like, what does he talk about specifically? What's one key thing that you could get from that entire book? Gosh. Okay, well, what's what did I just flip to right here? Oh, amazing. This is probably a great answer to your question. I just flipped to it right here. Okay, so it's called the D-Bar Cycle. It's an acronym. 
the simple four-part diagram that shows how your life works. And I'm going to flip it, but it's a it's backwards, so I'll just explain it. <laughs> okay, right. so belief, action, results, and then within the... Re- wow, my, I'm so close to the <laughs> results. Is, <laughs> I look a little... <laughs> You're good. I was like, wow, she's getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so... You're good. Thank you. Um, okay, results, and then there's desired and undesired right here. Because um, you can have undesired results, right, but based on your belief. Like we talked about, if you have that negative yep. mindset, I believe that my life sucks. That was one of my beliefs for a long time. Um, you take action. So listening to the negative music, looking for, uh, like, something ambiguous happens. You see the only the negative in it. Um, and then the result is, yep, I hate my life. That's, that's undesired, right? Um, yep. and then, okay, then the last one is desire. And now I think this is separate from the desire you see down there to like this one right here, because when you, this is where the law of attraction comes in, I think. So when you want something, you want to manifest something in your life. That's like an intention, like you're making an intention, right? It's a desire. You're, right. yeah, you're intentional about achieving a desire. Does that make sense? Does that sentence make sense? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Perfect. So, oh, we start, yeah. I'm, oh, wow, I just got lost reading it. There we go. <laughs> Tipping it out. Um, <laughs> and so, when you're the diff, I think it's in the intentionality. So when you're intentional about something, I think your desire can be a lot more easily fulfilled. Um, yeah, okay, the law of attraction. Maybe it's because you're intentional. You know the steps that you need to take. Um, you know, like what's going to be the best path for you because every like it's intentional. I want to do this, so I know I have to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Whereas you can still maybe not unintentionally desire, maybe not unintentionally is maybe not the right word. I know you can unintentionally desire something, but also like subconsciously desire something. Um, And so when you're subconscious or unintentional with your desires, I think you get you don't realize that you're still going around that loop and you're not getting the optimum result, which is like, I want to love my life just for example, but you're still getting a result and you don't know how you got there because it was an, it was unintentional subconscious. You were habitual thoughts. Like I'm so used to saying, I hate my life is that when you go through those steps of like, yeah, I'm so used to hating my life. I'm so used to seeing the negative. I'm so used to, listening to bad music, well, there we are, still hating my life. <sighs> By just being more mindful of what was formerly formerly mindless, you can achieve things that you actually really want to achieve in life. I was really kind of like all over the place, but yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, wow. So again, the results in your life, the ones that we actually get, or the results that we're getting, it could be 
obviously conscious by making conscious-based decisions, but it could also be subconscious because you've developed a habit that you're completely unaware of. Yep. Right? So, again, you're, you have a rapidly deteriorating health. Why? It's because you make decisions that affect your health. Okay, what are those decisions? Okay, it is alcohol. Okay, now alcohol is not necessarily bad, but how often are you drinking mm-hmm. it? And these habits, we're, we're not even, sometimes we're just completely oblivious to the habits that we have that are so destructive. So, again, unintentional or it could be intentional, but way deep inside the subconscious that you're not even aware of. And you need someone to say, whoa, look what's happening yeah. right here. Yeah. Or it could be just a decision that you made consciously and you're like, okay, I completely understand that. That's, that's something that mm-hmm. a lot of people need to understand, especially when you're trying to change the paradigm within your mind. Because, yeah. again, it's like generational welfare or... People, what was it, Robert Kiyosaki just said, I just posted the quote just like three posts ago. He said, no. poverty is temporary, Oh yeah. but being poor is eternal. Yeah, no, broke, being broke is temporary, being poor is eternal. I think that's what, I remember. That's right, I that's right. so poverty <laughs> is poor, that's correct, that's right, yes, so there you go. Okay, so being broke is temporary, but being poor is eternal. So if you look at places, if we look at uh, the class systems out there in India, right? So, again, they have this class, this class, right. this class. If you're at the lower class, even if you have all the money in the world, you must stay there. So mm-hmm. they have that sense. They, they have that hardware within their mind that, you know, what they're always going to be for regardless of the monetary that they have. Yeah. It's eternal because that's what people put you into. They put you into that category, and that's all you ever will be. You know, different places, different slums out here in Thailand. They believe that people are going to walk past them on a pedestrian bridge and give them money that's ultimately going to help them uh, get out of that poverty-stricken state of mind. But it doesn't. You know, again, it's just all conscious level, but they don't understand that the habits that they have and the feeling sorry for themselves and the victimhood, that's what's shaping their life right then and there. But they're completely oblivious to that. So that is extremely useful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. And what you just said reminds me of, well, it's something earlier that you said actually about you know, journaling and I forget how you put it, but it is essentially like reverse engineering the things yeah. that you do every day. Um, and it's like kind of like using that loop or you mentioned alcohol just now. Okay. I, yeah. is my health deteriorating? Yes or no? Okay, let's reverse engineer that. Why is my health deteriorating? What did I do today? If you have a journal, what did you do today? Write down everything that you're doing, like the little steps, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what your activity was like, chalk your sleep. I'm currently chalking my sleep because I felt like that was something I needed to create better habits within. So that's something now I'm tracking. But then reverse engineer. Okay, I I drank uh, wine today. Well, how much wine did I drink? Okay, I had a glass with dinner. But then I had a brandy on the rocks when I was watching TV. And then I had another one. And then I had another one. It's like, you reverse engineer. Okay, so why, why, am I, why am I doing those things? Why am I reaching for the glass of wine? Well, okay, I having one glass of wine with dinner, it's sort of tradition for me. And I'm okay with stopping there. Um, because maybe it's a habit to have one glass of wine. That, but that's fine. Um, but why am I reaching for the brandy? 
well, it makes me feel good. I kind of loosen up a little bit. Well, why do I need to feel good? What's making me feel bad? Well, I had a pretty rough day at work. So-and-so's kind of bothering me. I'm tr- I can't really get this project done. Oh, well, why can't I get the project done? I need to ask a question. I need to meet with this person. And all of a sudden, you- you're getting all these answers, right? Just by reverse engineering yeah. that one thing. The question. That's how important it is. Why? The why, the why, the why. People don't ask the why. They just say a statement. Therefore, they mm-hmm. can't change it. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't have enough money. No, 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 no. How can I make more money? Ask yeah. yourself the right question, and you yeah. will get the answer. So, I man, super important. Excellent actionable tool out there for a lot of you. And, wow, Ella, oh, my goodness. To sum this all up, what are three things? It could be anything involving the law of attraction or personal development that you can tell people, and whatever it may be, it could probably already came to mind because a lot of things come to my mind very quickly, right? But three things that people can take away from this or three things that have helped you, whatever it may be, whatever route you want to take. Okay. So three things that comes to my mind that I think everyone should value and adopt is, one, you can retrain, not just train, retrain your brain. Neuroplasticity is a thing. It's it's a very miraculous thing, actually. And if you have a habit of doing one thing for a very long time or you want to get better at something, you want to improve something, please know that that is 100% possible. You just need to figure out how to do it. You can retrain your brain. And then the second thing is that Know that when you go through a rock bottom moment, that's not necessarily, don't carry it as a burden. Think of it as an opportunity. Um, your rock bottom can become your breakthrough as soon as you start looking at it as an opportunity instead of a burden and um, a gift instead of a setback. And then the last thing that kind of goes with that is that you need to learn how to embrace change to change. So if you did hit your rock bottom moment and, you know, you're stuck where you are and you're not feeling good and uh, you want to learn to retrain your brain, this all kind of goes together. You better be able to embrace uncomfortable times and doing things that you don't want to do because eventually those are going to lead to positive results and positive change for yourself. And you're going to fulfill those desires, fulfill those things that you want. And that's, you know, the law of attraction, right? You switch your mindset, you're ready to embrace change, you figure out what you want, how you're going to retrain your brain, then your energy is going to go towards that desire. Hi, Noreen. It doesn't get any better than that. I love that. And especially the retraining. Everything can be retrained. Again, Bob Proctor says, learn, unlearn, and relearn again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I just love that. Again, like unlearning everything that you've been taught. Again, your blueprint isn't necessarily bad, but it's what your brain is and what has been since childhood. There are probably things that associate yourself with, you know, uh, it could be bad people or making poor decisions or doing this or doing that. It could be, it could go, it dates back, it dates back way back then. It could be probably a week. It could be probably 10 years. So again, being willing to unlearn and to say, where did I get this from? Oh my God, it's not even mine. Let me do away with that. Where did I get this from? Oh hell no, get away from it. 
you see what I mean? Just unlearning everything and then relearning what you want to. Oh, my God. The best, Ella. Thank you so much. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to extract this audio for everyone who's on Instagram. Thank you so much. But if I can extract this audio and I put this into podcast form, how can people get in touch with you? I don't know if I can. I know. I'm just I'm just praying. I'm praying. But anyway. Well, these are minds, and where our mind goes, our energy will flow. So you'll be able to do it, right? <laughs> but for everyone <laughs> who's listening, you can find me on all my socials at Ella Sophia. It is spelled with three S's on Instagram um, because, you know, whoever took Ella Sophia with one S, I'm a little salty about that, but it's okay. Call me if you ever want to switch. Um, <laughs> and you can also find my blog at www.ellasophia.ca. And I'm on YouTube, Ella Sophia. Uh, right? And you just started that up, right? Yeah, not too long ago. I think I... Just, the sixth video is going to be posted this coming Sunday. So, yeah, pretty recent. But I'm loving awesome. it. It's awesome. Great. It's not bad, huh? I can't believe I posted mine like four years ago for the first time and wow. had no idea that it was going to get that much traction, like in terms of English language development. So, right. oh, man, I just love it. I just post everything on there, and if people like it, fantastic. It's not okay. Yeah. So, nonetheless, <laughs> All you have to it stinks, man. Yeah, there's been a lot of, again, a lot of comments, guys. Thank you so much, especially, Joe, you watched it all the way through. One of my ex-students had just joined at the very end, so why? You're going to have to watch this all the way through. And nonetheless, man, Ella, it's been a plump, pleasing pleasure. Yes, I've taken the Les Brown quote, but nonetheless, it's a fantastic one, and thank you so much for joining me. This Thank you. Morning, or this evening, that evening out there, of course, in 